0: Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio, that brings life to some of the stories on Power Electronics technologies and
1: products featured on PowerelectronicsNews.com and through other Aspencor Media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges, and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive. Industrial and consumer. Here is your host, editor in chief of PowerElectronicsNews.com and EEWeb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo, Emilia. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of PowerUp. Today, we will talk about gallium nitride for high voltages. Wideband Gap Power electronic device advancements have uh, lately made impressive str- strides, mostly because to their higher switching frequencies compared to silicon devices and their consequent capacity to rise the power density and efficiency of switch mode power converters. Power switching transistors built with gallium nitride are superior to those built with silicon because the materials properties enable the realization of devices with a much smaller wafer area and equivalent breakdown voltage on resistance and current handling capacity. Despite its success to date for lower voltage applications, about 650 volt and under, the most measured gain based power device, the high electromobility transistor (HEMT), could be unsuitable for high voltage, medium, from 1.2 kilovolt to 20 kilovolt applications, including electric vehicle drive trains and many grid applications, where silicon garb- uh, carbide is going very well. Odyssey Semiconductor has developed a method to achieve area-selective doped regions in GAN, opening the door to the realisation of vertical conduction devices analogues to the highly developed device geometries that are standard in silicon and silicon carbide, but with all the superior materials properties of GAN. In this podcast with Mark Davidson, CEO at Odyssey Semiconductor, we will discover more about these issues. Let's talk with Mark.
0: Hi, Mark. Thanks a lot for joining us. How are you? I'm great, Maurizio. Great to be connected with you. Thank you for letting me be involved in this podcast today.
1: Thank you. Thanks a lot for this opportunity. So today we will talk about uh, GAN, gallium nitride, for uh, high voltages. But uh, before that, tell us more about you. Please introduce
0: yourself, your company. Yeah, great. Thanks, Maurizio. So, yeah, my name is Mark Davidson, uh, CEO of Odyssey Semiconductor. I started this position in April of this year. Tell you a little bit about the company and then a little bit about myself. So Odyssey was formed with the Focus to create vertical GAN power FETs to go after high voltage power market. And uh, throughout this podcast, I'll, I'll I'll give you some more detail as to why and how we're doing that. But but that's our place in the market. And and in summary, I would say our job is to bring the power efficiency, the switching, the switching performance, and power efficiency of GAN into voltages uh, currently being addressed by silicon carbide. That's kind of where we are position for myself uh 20 years in power semiconductors working for a lot of the a lot of the uh, large uh, established uh, power and analog companies started my career as an engineer in automotive doing powertrain electronics design and uh, working with manufacturing So I have this background in automotive that I'm finding to be useful as electric vehicles is is one of the markets that we're going to be pursuing. But yeah, 20 years power semiconductors, worked in a bunch of startups as well. And like I said, since April of this year, I have been uh, CEO of Odyssey Semiconductor based out of Ithaca, New York, on the east coast of the U.S.
1: So, Mark, let's start uh, with with GAN, with the advantages of, uh, of GAN. Compared with uh, silicon, uh, but also silicon carbide, and uh, which are the problems in uh, high voltage for uh, for GaN? I mean, more than six hundred and fifty volts. So tell us, uh, please, explain the the difference differences between uh, lateral and uh, vertical structure.
0: Yeah, great. Um, yeah, so if we look at power, you know, the three main. Alternatives that we see are silicon and IGBTs. And I think, you know, you've done a lot of coverage. We we know that silicon has just run out of juice on high voltage, high efficiency, and and high power density. So, you know, kind of the the movement away from silicon has been happening for a little while. So then we look against lateral GAN and silicon carbide as the two main alternatives to what we're doing in vertical. So let me start with lateral GAN. And of course, you know, lateral GAN is GAN on silicon or GAN on sapphire. So we're talking about um, really a, a GAN layer on top of a, a more traditional substrate and, and born from uh, really RF. You know, the, the structures are hemp's, the and, you know, were developed for RF and now being adapted by a few companies to go after power. Um, and you know, with this lateral device, we see a lot of we see a lot of the lateral GAN companies going after laptop chargers, and uh, you know, trying to move into some of the higher, higher performance markets. But we see lateral GAN really going into that mid, what I would call the mid range. And one of the challenges, of course, with lateral GAN and ability to go to higher voltages is is, is inherent in the structure. And instead of talking about the theory or the technology, let me give you a real example. We, uh, we, we saw a lateral GAN device, power device from a competitor that was rated at 1200 volts, and we were very curious about that. So we were able to do some competitive teardown on that product. And um, the one thing I'll tell you is their die for the same on resistance, and in this space, the die size is dictated by the on, by the on resistance, by the RDS on. For the same on resistance, their die is five times bigger than ours. Because when you go lateral, and if you want to increase the voltage capability of the device, you got to go larger die area. Where when you go vertical, yep. um, you know you just you know you increase the thickness a little bit. So uh, to me, that's a great example of why lateral GAN is really limited. In in going after these you know really high performance higher voltage applications, and then you know the last alternative of course is silicon carbide, and yep. uh, I mean look and you've covered it well silicon carbide is uh, it, 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 it's it's going into the broad adoption phase finally after many years in power. Um, and and th- that's great to see because I appreciate the silicon carbide companies are making the investment to move the customers from silicon to, you know, a compound semiconductor uh, option. Um, and silicon carbide, you know, obviously it, it, it's significantly better than silicon, but still limited and still not as good as what vertical GAN is going to bring. For example, um, if we look at, and we're going to talk a little later in the podcast, I think about, you know, we'll call the figure of merit. But when we look at, um the capabilities of silicon carbide versus vertical gan vertical gan gives about a six to ten x um, improvement over silicon carbide in in the example i gave lateral versus vertical gan i'll give the same thing you know what, what that six to ten improve x improvement means is for the same rds on at let's say 1200 volts um you know six to ten of my die will fit inside one silicon carbide die that's a significant advantage, not only on conduction loss and, of course, cost, because cost is is proportional to die size, but also on switching frequency, the smaller the device. So, GAN is already better than silicon carbide, like for like on, on switching, and then a smaller die is going to give me an even greater advantage. So, we see vertical GAN as that kind of big step um, silicon to silicon carbide step is being taken, and silicon carbide to vertical GAN will be the next step that's taken, and, and we're proud that we're leading the way in vertical GAN.
1: So um, your, your company, Odyssey Semiconductor, is is using uh, high-quality bulk GAN wafers as the, the substrate for for your proprietary vertical conduction power switching transistors. So this uh, vertical conduction device shape is uh, advantageous because uh, 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 it uses the substrate surface area effectively and enables the use of uh, a normally off device and moreover isolates high voltages that occur between uh, terminals. So in terms of... uh, uh, challenges tell me uh w- which are uh, challenges more about uh, your techo- technology that uh, uh, you are working on uh why do we need uh, uh, vertical gain you mentioned early in the in this case but what uh, your customers from design point, point of view are asking you in this uh, in this case for specific applications
0: yeah great so you know, there's. I'll start with performance, the performance benefits, and and I'll actually we'll talk about kind of cost and performance. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, as I've talked to and, and I talk to a lot of customers regularly, um, although I'm CEO, yeah. I, I, I really come from a marketing and sales background. Um, you know, and one in particular, I'll talk about an automotive OEM that sees mm-hmm. vertical gan as very very important for electric vehicles. Um, moving to 800 volt batteries silicon carbide with 1200 volt capability is 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 there now. I think we've seen some teardowns of silicon carbide FETs in the, in the uh, traction inverters, uh, but still too expensive, still too large and bulky. So the problem they wanna solve is continuing down that price performance curve uh, for high volt for 800 volt battery packs in a traction inverter, so that's you know I think a great example, and there, and those examples exist in other markets as well. But I think that's a, that's a great example of why uh, the market and customers are looking for vertical gan. That's on the pre- cost performance side. If we look on the reliability side, you know it, w- when we go gan on silicon and um, versus gan on gan, it's it really about defect density. And with our um, you know, with our GAN, A, number one, you know, less um less defects. And of course, this has a big impact on reliability. But then as we scale, because we scale vertically, we're not intersecting more defects. So from a reliability point of view, you know, we see vertical, you know, vertical GAN on GAN as an inherently more reliable solution. Now I'm not saying that the other companies aren't reliable they clearly they have products that are qualified they have found ways to overcome the challenges for for long-term reliability but if you just look at material properties um lower de- lower defect count and then mm-hmm. less intersection because of vertical scale versus versus the horizontal scale i think that's a um i think that's that's a, a really big benefit um and and i'll also remind that you know when we look at the power Discrete business power FETs, silicon carbide, silicon—they're vertical conduction devices, right? Power is really designed to be a vertical conduction yeah. uh, transistor, and I think you know we're, we're bringing that um, in GAN where where it hasn't been brought before. So I think you know we combine all those things, um, and yeah, of course we still have challenges to solve. We're you know we we're not qualified in production yet. Um, We're going to we'll talk about it at the end of the podcast, I think, but we have our first samples coming out. Um, They'll be assembled this year. We'll put them into customers' hands next year. And we're going to learn a lot more. Uh, We're going to learn a lot more by what the customers see, what they observe, what they expect from the products. Um, So, you know, we still have some some challenges to solve, but, you know, I I go back to the inherent uh, capabilities of the material. Uh, the, the capabilities of a vertical structure um you know we know we are uh, will bring in the right combination of of technology and solution uh into the market
1: so in terms of uh, uh, manufacturing and and cost so we are talking about uh, vertical gain so the manufacturing uh, will be the same of uh, silicon carbide silicon so um, in theory are you so you are using the same uh, facilities and in terms of cost, uh, which is the direction? How now and in the future can we we can compare vertical gain with the uh, the equivalent of silicon silicon byte in yeah,
0: high right. voltages? Yeah. yeah, and and you know I, I'm not going to if it's okay with you I'm not going to talk about the compara- cost comparisons between us mm-hmm. and silicon because for for silicon. In the places that we're going, cost doesn't matter because they're they're not meeting the performance requirements. But I, I think the yeah, big okay. question people have is 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 us, you know, vertical GAN versus silicon carbide. Yes. Uh, so we'll start we'll start with manufacturing. So you know, at Odyssey, we have our own. I call it a micro fab. So we have a ten thousand square foot fab. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, with mi- minimal investment, we can get to hundred wafers per month. Probably even more, so we can do quite a bit out of this facility with with very modest investment. That's that's one of the advantages we have um, as a company because, yeah, we're using all the same equipment as you know would be used by traditional silicon, but you know the IP, the know-how, the expertise that we have is is how to actually how to fabricate vertical GAN devices using this equipment, um, and and that's the hard part. There's plenty of papers talking about in theory how to build vertical GAN. but what i have is a team of of really smart people who have figured out using this equipment and they figured out how to uh how to fabricate vertical GAN power devices and large large devices you know we have the product that we have in fab right now is our first sample it's a 65 million you know nominal rds on device so it's by far not the largest you know we, we will be going to much Lower RDS on in in time, but it's not just a tiny little test chip. It's a chip that's actually going to generate or it's going to conduct high power, and, and we're doing that using you know this uh, fully depreciated you know legacy semiconductor equipment, silicon equipment. Um, what I'm really excited about is we're acquiring a new piece of equipment, actually two pieces oh. of equipment, um, and this equipment was used by a you know tier one. Non-analog, non-power, but a, you know, a tier one semiconductor company in their own fab. We know the equipment was 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 handled very well. Um, we're buying it for about ten cents on the dollar. You know, if I was going you know, to go buy the new equipment, you know, this equipment new, it would be millions and millions of dollars. We're getting it for about ten cents on the dollar, and and that's a huge advantage for us, obviously, on on keeping our cost uh, in control. But we're able to use it yeah of course because of device size and and all those things but really because of the expertise of our team, we have materials and process people who have figured out how to use this equipment to build vertical GAN devices at you know at scale at, at eventually high volume but right now being able to build large devices so I uh, very excited about that and yeah you know, like I said it's that's happening in our facility um uh, it's 20 feet for me right now is the entrance to the fab. So that's a unique advantage we have, being able to innovate that close to our R&D team, um, and then of course when we get through production, being able to control, being able to control fab. As as we've learned in the last few years, obviously it's why the Chips and Science Act. Being able to control uh, source of uh, of fab is is very important for uh, for the semiconductor business. So yeah, it's a huge advantage that we have.
1: So in GaN on GaN, so vertical GaN, I see in uh, in comparison with other s- substrate uh, GaN on silicon, silicon carbide. So in particular, that silicon carbide is much more thermally conductive than GaN. Another thing is uh, that the electron mobility in GaN is uh, much higher than silicon uh, carbide, but only in a lateral one, lateral uh, device. I mean, and. Uh, uh, so if if you switch to a vertical device, you could uh, lose some advantages in this in this case. What what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think on your thermal, um, you know that that's that's a true statement. Of course, we're able to thin our wafers to improve uh-huh. thermal conductivity, so that that you know gives us you know I'd say it it, it improves the thermal um, to the point where you know I I think we'll be okay. And of course time will tell we're getting parts packaged but i think on the thermal side we feel pretty good about that regarding your point on electron mobility you know so so we look at the whole equation for you know we'll call figure of merit figure of merit around specific on resistance etc you know and there's really three big factors uh electron mobility dielectric constant and then of course critical field and In the equation, mobility and dielectric constant, you know, they're they're linear in the equation. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah, there's there's a little bit of what I would call, you know, puts and takes between GAN and silicon carbide. The dominant factor is critical field. So relative to silicon carbide, you know, we have a, a what I call a quantifiable advantage over silicon carbide on a critical field. But what's really what's really valuable for us is in the equation that factor's cubed, right? So it's to the third power, which is where we get significant advantage. You know, when I talk about that kind of 6 to 10X improvement, it's really based on that. So, um, you know, like everything in technology, you know, it's all about trade-offs. And I think when we look at that, when we look at that figure of merit, and we look at the overall trade-offs, you know, we we have a, a pretty distinct advantage at the material level that we'll take advantage of on our vertical GAN devices.
1: Which are, if uh, there are, I mean, differences, issues in terms of integration that, I mean, with respect to onboard drivers that we have uh, on Canon, on, on Silicon? And in this case, uh, differences in terms of lateral and vertical ones.
0: Yeah, you know, I think, um, so... In our structure, our vertical power FET, we will not be able to do integration. So we will be a discrete FET. Uh, doesn't mean we won't have some sensing capabilities, but but you won't see us do uh, what we see some of the lateral GAN companies do. So when you have a HEMPT, you could build small HEMPT, you could put your gate drivers on the same die. And, and, and we see that as, as an advantage they have. And really they need because you know, lateral GAN, let's say GAN on silicon, as an example, or you know, GAN on substrate. Um, you know, they tend to be fabless companies uh, working oftentimes in the same fab as the competitors. And there's it's pretty hard to differentiate at the device or process flow level, right? The, the design rules are the design rules at the foundry. So the lateral GAN companies, you know, they're looking to create differentiation through integration, as you say. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe even with packaging, uh, you know those sorts of things, right? And there's a lot of there's a lot of room for innovation there, and and we see them doing some very impressive things. Um, and I think that's why integration is important on the lateral. But for us, you know, we our our, our roadmap is to build a vertical GAN FET, a discrete FET, um, maybe discrete FETs, right? Maybe integration could be in in, in multi FETs, but we're going to stay uh, purely in the FET. We don't see integration on our roadmap.
1: So, Mark. Just uh, in conclusion, so my last one. So you announced uh, that you have uh, achieved 1200 and 1200 volt and uh, you are fabricating first generation engineering uh, sample. Uh, so tell me what areas do you think uh, there will be opportunity in with, uh, with you with uh, this your uh, technology and what's next? in this case. So are you also providing the uh, de- development boards for testing for um, practice, I mean, for your uh, customers?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um yeah, and, and thanks for uh taking note. So earlier in September, we made the announcement that we were able to um, build a 1200 volt vertical GAN fit, and that was really the stated objective of our company. We had already shown the world that we could build a 650 or 700 volt vertical GAN FET, which is valuable in the market. If we look at, you know, silicon carbide 650 volt node, um, there's a lot of business and a lot of growth there. But of course, in addition to that, we wanted to get to 1200 volts. So we've announced we've done that. And and, and that was a a significant accomplishment for the company. Um, So, yeah, so we're fabricating samples. We'll put them in packages by the end of the year, do our internal testing and then pass them to the initial customers. I'm, I'm committing to three customers at the beginning um, and uh, the markets that we're going to start with are that there are some automotive companies so we'll pick one that will uh, that we'll give for samples to. I can't go too wide uh, because you know we're a small team and I don't want to uh, overwhelm the team with too many customer inputs so automotive is one on electric vehicles of course. Uh, we have a great relationship with an innovative electric motor company um, that's looking you know they've moved from silicon to silicon carbide and now they're looking for us to take them to that next technology step with high voltage GAN. Um, so that's another company that will will be giving initial samples to Uh, we see electric motors i I read a stat about half the energy in the us um, is consumed by by electric motors and um honestly i haven't fact checked that but it's a significant amount and uh, and and I was surprised by that and I understand why uh the electric motors are so excited to to come up with a you know higher power density more efficient solution provided by our technology third market um is renewable um it dc to ac inverters for you know for solar photovoltaics etc uh, we see that as as an opportunity as well and then you know uh, we have some conversations going with some companies that build industrial power supplies. We have, I have a, a call to, uh, next week with a company that does um, power for high rel and uh, right. government application space, et cetera. So, um, you know, we see we see a lot of uh, electrification, uh, go- sustainability, driving voltages higher, and, uh, and obviously we see that that's the problem we're gonna go solve. And then to your last question, for sure, we have, I have a team uh, we're just building now of systems and applications, building uh, evaluation boards, demo platforms, et cetera. Um, so yeah, of course, we'll give discrete FETs to people to test, but uh, we also wanna give them some boards where they can just plug them in and, and see, the, see the performance benefits of our products. So uh, evaluation boards, demo boards will absolutely be part of the go-to-market strategy. Great. So looking forward to, to seeing
1: uh, Vertical again in the next uh, in the next future. Thank yes, you, Mark. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you in this podcast. Thank
0: you. Thank you for the great questions. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you.
1: According to Mark, Silicon Garbide is significantly better than Silicon, but still limited and still not as good as what Vertical gain is going to be. When we look at the capabilities of silicon garbite versus uh, vertical, vertical GAN, uh, vertical GAN, according to Mark, gives about a 6 to 10 improvement over silicon garbite. Mark said, if you just look at the material properties, we see lower, lower defect count, and then less intersection because of vertical scale versus the horizontal scale there are still challenges to solve, but as Mark said, we have our first samples about vertical GAN. They are using all the same equipment, will be used by traditional silicon, but uh, the IP uh, expertise how to fabricate uh, vertical GAN devices uh, using uh, this uh, equipment is, is a challenge. But according to Mark, they have figured out how to fabricate vertical gain power devices. They will not be able to do integration. They will be a discrete component. They were able to build a 1200 volt vertical gain. According to Mark, there is a lot of business, a lot of growth there. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this uh, on the podcast page at etimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown in this page. Power Up is brought to you by AspenCore Media. The host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio and the producer is James Eid. Thank you everyone for listening. See you next episode. Stay tuned.